0: The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. to The Fen, proudly brought to you by George's Fine Meach, Cherry Cherrybrook. This is Series 2, Episode 27, and it is a bumper, Episode 2. My name, Adam Hawes, and I'm joined, as always, by Tiger's great, Gary, Jimmy, Jack. Gas. how are you?
1: G'day, Hack. How are you, mate? Look, I'm fantastic. It's Father's Day, a uh, great time of year, Ooh, the, the final starting next week. So I'm really, I can smell the spring in the air. It's always exciting and 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 the top 8 has been uh, it's been finalized today so I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Yeah, hope all the dads had a fantastic Father's Day. As you mentioned Gaz, finals time has arrived. Gee, I love this time of year. You can smell the wattle in the air. It's only the it's only the very best teams that are left. The the bottom 8 they have been picked off and they're gone. They've packed their bags, they're gone for 2021. Unfortunately, that includes your Tigers. I'm sorry to bring this up, but uh they went down thirty-eight nil today to the uh, wooden spooners Canterbury. That's just horrendous. And also a shout out to the Sharkies. They would have done it tough today also. They needed the Gold Coast to lose or, or beat the Warriors by a pretty slender margin, which did not happen because they beat the Warriors 44 nil. Wasn't it a couple of cliffhangers today, Jimmy? 38 nil and 44 0 Holy hell. But let's rip the uh, let's rip the band-aid straight <laughs> off. Let's talk about your Tigers. What a horrific performance that was to
1: finish another disastrous season. Yeah, it was embarrassing, Hack. It really was embarrassing for all Tigers fans. But, I mean, what what surprised me was today in the paper, an article by Michael Chamis, who spoke about um, mixed messages from Maguire. He spoke about he doesn't speak to certain people in the team like B.J. Lailua and Russell Packer. So that got me thinking, geez, it's not as quite a united team as, as it's made out to be. Obviously, and, and the biggest thing probably, one thing that uh, alarmed me was the fact that Maguire wasn't even talked to when um, they decided to bring back Tim Sheens to give some more football input to the to the club. He was only told after it ought to have been finalised. Now, that's a real major concern for me if he's the head coach. And also another story there on Benji. Well, did you know this about Benji? For his last game, because he got dropped last year, a few time, a few weeks there by Maguire, and what a great player he's been for South Sydney this year. Um, he was given in his last game a, a a football and a presentation cast could given to him at bank west stadium he left it in the stadium after the game and didn't take it with him i yeah, couldn't I, I, believe yeah.
0: it. i do yeah, i did hear that whisper because he was pretty filthy at how things ended up with the tigers and rightly yeah. so benji he was he was uh, sort of made the scapegoat for some efforts last year which uh, clearly weren't just his fault and uh, i think he deserved better respect from coach Michael McGuire, given his service for the West Tigers. But we will talk Direct. about all the finals matchups shortly. But just just on the Tigers, look, today I thought they were best summed up straight after halftime, down 16-0, first set after the break. Uh, Canterbury put up a bomb. And you saw David Norfaluma and youngster Zach Coney collide midair. The ball comes yeah. loose. Jack Hedrington scored. How, how often does Jack Hedrington score a try just to rub it in? It's like Halley's Comet, and uh, the yeah. game was done then. And they, they were insipid. It must have really hurt you as a, as a proud old Tiger to see the way they played today. Yeah, yeah,
1: they were yeah. they're embarrassing today because we have got nothing to play for. They've got the wooden spoon. They've lost their last 10 games, nothing to play for. And They out-enthused us. They out-tackled us. They, they're they're attack outsmart our, our defence it was is pathetic our defence was pathetic and the Tigers just looked clueless absolutely clueless you know and I'm an ex-Tiger and it's very hard for me to say that but you know they had they had everything to play for to finish on the year uh, to finish off the season with a win Canterbury yeah they couldn't beat time with a stick and they beat us 38 points to nil uh, can, the, the, that score by Canterbury I was. I saw today was the biggest score in NRL history for a team running last for for the last game. It was the yeah, biggest score in the history yeah. of the game. So and they
0: haven't kept the team scoreless Canterbury since 2013. Yeah, eight as, eight as, half years. As yeah, you say, yeah. Their previous high score this year was 24 before before today. And you know, full and, credit to Canterbury that you know they really played yes. well and they've been pretty strong the last few weeks. To be honest, but. Uh, the Tigers, what they did today, they endorsed every article that was damning of their culture and of Michael Maguire's coaching. They gave it credit because the players out there today, they weren't playing for Michael Maguire, who before the game said, we want to finish the season on the right note, and they serve up that slop. I think it's bye-bye Michael Maguire. I don't think he will be at the helm to start
1: 2022. Yeah, I, I, know, I don't know how he can be. Uh, I don't know how he can be. If it's, if this is the best effort they've after what he'd been there, this is his fourth year as head coach. They've gone backwards. Um, been they've gone backwards. From the side they were 12 months, they, they've gone backwards. Uh, they're a team that's not very happy. You can see that. If he's not talking to players in the squad, that's not a good sign. But certainly the players aren't listening to him. They're not responding to him. So, you know, if, if that's that's the best we can do about the bottom team, unfortunately I think McGuire's going to have to go. And I don't normally say that sort of stuff, but I think he's going to have to go for the good of the club.
0: Yeah, look, I think Luke Brooks needs to find a new home as well. I've mentioned that before. In those articles you've spoken about uh, with Michael Chambers, uh, it's been mentioned that Wayne Bennett was just how close he was to to, to joining the Tigers. We all knew he was in talks with the Tigers. These articles have actually said that he was happy to go there. He just needed clearance. Uh, Well, he had a contract at the Broncos. If he was given a release from there, he would have gone to the Tigers. I, I reckon they should revisit that. I reckon they should revisit that and go back to Wayne Bennett. Give him whatever he wants because he hasn't got a job next year, and just say take over please. We'll we'll give you whatever you want. Go to Harry yes. Triggerboff and get him some apartment yeah. in the city. Whatever, yeah. whatever he, it takes.
1: If he if he is available, which if he is, I don't know if he is or he isn't. But if he is available, yes, he would. You need someone who can come in and run the whole from from the top to the bottom. He's got the history. He can do it after thirty five years what he has been coaching because. You know, uh, Madge hasn't got the answers. We've given Madge plenty of chances, and I've defended him all the way through, and that was just pathetic today from the Tigers, and a really, really disappointing end of year. Um, And and on the back of this, you know, they've done some video or thing on television, what's it called, the tale of the Tigers or whatever. If if Michael Maguire spoke to me the way that I see him speak to the players, I can see why they're not putting in, because I wouldn't put in. Like, he shows... I think he shows very little respect for his players when he talks to them. I would expect to be spoken to a lot better than the way that he speaks to those players.
0: Yeah, I don't think it necessarily presents him in the best of the lights, um, just uh, all the, all the uh, language going on there. But, uh, look, uh, look, I mentioned Canterbury. We, we should give them a wrap, um, a good win, but it doesn't mask the fact they had a horrendous year themselves, worse than the Tigers. I, I expected better from Canterbury this year, but they've come up with just a, a paltry three wins. They do pick up uh, Paul Vaughan, Matt Burton, Brent Naden, Matt Dafty, Josh Addo-Kar, Davida Pangai uh, for next year. Yeah. Plus, they get someone like Nick Kotrick back fully fit. So, Geez, some good times ahead for the Bulldogs. I see them definitely top eight next year, or it's uh, goodbye, Trent Barrett, I reckon.
1: Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Gus won't suffer fools, and he'll, you know, if, if the form isn't there at the start of the year, then certainly, uh, you know, things may change quickly at the Dogs because Gus will expect results. With that squad coming in you just mentioned, that's a that seems a very good squad, so you'd expect them to be around that top eight.
0: Round 25 uh, kicked off with the Roosters and Raiders. The Roosters busted, uh, but playing for a top four spot. The Raiders do or die. They had to win this to stay alive in the race to play finals footy. They started well. They led 12-6, but then they just rolled over. They were so dreadfully disappointing, Canberra. It really summed up their season. And the Roosters, with geez, how many players sitting in the grandstand or in retirement already, they just put the cleaners through them, 40 points to 16.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, they certainly did. Adam Kieran, uh, he, he had a fantastic game, yeah. former Balmain, Balmain Jr. He scored three tries, kicked some fantastic goals as well. He was one of the best players for the Roosters. And they've been, you're right, they've been knocked from pillar to post all year. Uh, it, it struggled sometimes to just get a team together there. And that was a real, I think, from Robinson's point of view, He'd be very proud of his guys, the effort they put in, because they they've dug deep repeatedly throughout this year. When when you know they knew they weren't going to, they've just missed out in the top four, but they they all put in, they all dug in, and that's one thing he can be proud of. Yeah, okay, they're, they're going to come in, um, what fifth in the bottom part of the draw. Um, so you know, with what's happened, he's pretty happy with that. But I think Ricky Stewart's team, they lost it mid-season. Well, I think they won two out of twelve games mid-season. They were expected to be a top four side. And they just capitulated. Uh, did the, did the faders and um, you know, they, they probably didn't deserve to uh, no. to be in the top eight. No, no, no. even
0: Ricky Stewart admitted that we didn't deserve to make it. And certainly to produce that sort of effort uh, when your season's on the line, yeah, they would have been cannon fodder in the first week. Uh, they won't help help yeah. mid season as you mentioned with George Williams, the halfback, leaving the club. They desperately need a halfback. They desperately need yes. number seven for next year. Or or I, I fear it's going to be um, uh, another. Uh, Disappointing result. Um, Jack White, nowhere near his best this season, so he'll be looking to um to revitalize mm. himself in time for twenty twenty-two. That um yeah.
1: Yeah, well that you, you would have expected better from Jack White. He was the current Dalian player of the year. So, you know, he he's a star. He's got to stand up. Okay. If there wasn't a halfback back there, he had to stand up and be first receiver. He went quiet. When he went quiet, they all went quiet. Too many drop balls and errors from the, from the Raiders, and they just fell, fell apart towards the back end of the season. They had their trouble there with Williams, and also Bateman as well. They lost him, um, but they they capitulated. And and obviously players come and go, and and Ricky's still there, so um, we'll see what Magic Ricky can do next year with his Raiders. Yeah,
0: look, and it wasn't just White, and obviously uh, Papa Lee, he he was also well down at his best, and Josh Hodgson, he looked a shadow of uh what he's done in the previous years the hooker he was um well below par uh melbourne mm-hmm. uh versus Cronulla, the storm they rested a lot of players they still had enough out there though to beat the sharks and they uh they claimed the minor premiership with that win over Cronulla, who then had to hang on for the rest of the weekend to see if they made the top eight they needed to the win that one to seal it and uh are off the pace, Ryan Pappenhausen bursting back to form with three tries to really sound a warning to the opposition ahead of the finals.
1: Yeah, you're 100% correct there, Hack. Uh, Pappy's back. It's been a slow return from Pappenhausen. he had that head knock and he hasn't been his best, I'd say, the last yeah, probably four weeks since he's been there, been back. But certainly it was his best game last week against the Sharks. He scored three tries. Uh, there was no Munster. He was, he, he was rested. He got a bit of an infection in his knee. So he'll probably be back next week, and uh, you know Heim was fantastic. He, he's going to be a great, going to be a great buy for Cronulla. But he's going to be in, instrumental for the uh, for the Storm as they go towards their, uh, for, their for the premiership. So yeah, they, they've won the minor premiership, and so congratulations on that to the Storm.
0: Yeah, and if the Sharks couldn't beat a weakened Storm side, then yeah, they would have been wasting their time in the finals as well. So yeah, um, look. They didn't do themselves any favours at the start of the year, sacking John John Morris, and it just went from bad to worse. they regathered gathered at times, the Sharks. You know, it looked like they might have been a finals team, but then uh, petered out towards the end, so they... uh Miss the semis. Panthers versus the Eels. They were the uh, second game of the doubleheader on Friday night. Uh, Parramatta, virtually a reserve grade team compared to the side that beat the Storm the week before. They rested the a host of stars and the Panthers. It was a very competitive first half. I thought the, the Parramatta second stringers really dug in. They were committed. They bustled the Panthers. But in the end, the uh, Panthers class, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, uh, came to the fore and they got home uh, quite comfortably. 40 points to six.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a, I suppose Coach Arthur would have been happy with the performance by his by his eels on uh, on Friday night. Um, you know, they it was a second grade side. So they hung in there and, and they showed a lot of courage and a lot of determination, which which you could have depth in your squad if you're going to go deep into the semi final. So he knows those guys have got that bit of experience now and they can step up. You know, for for the Panthers, uh, Toa was fantastic. Cleary was fantastic again, and I think the disappointment of last year, he will. He'll be a lot smarter player this year. He, he controlled the game there at first receiver. Burton played well. Some, some of those Panthers players are finally at best form. I think after uh, it, that that run they had, then they had a couple of losses, and now I think I think they're going to peak much better than last season.
0: Yeah, Brian Taito oh, uh, a hat trick. It's his first hat trick, surprisingly, in first grade. What a what a freak of a player he is. He's just so hard to stop. Does he remind you of anyone? Back in the day, that uh, was a real handful. Because he's not—you wouldn't say he's the biggest bloke. He's not the tallest bloke, and he's probably not the quickest bloke. But he's just so hard Mm. to
1: stop. Yeah, no, no, he's he's just—he's just—he's like a like a little. You you wind him up and just let him go. I mean, he's so hard to get hold of. Yeah, he's there. He's there. He's he's like he's a bit like Olsen Filipana, but probably not quite as big as Olsen. He can bump blokes off. He's hard to get. He's hard to put on the ground. You know, he's only probably five foot eight and maybe you know maybe maybe ninety kilos. Uh, He's a Fantastic play, you know, Penrith Junior. So glad to see these young blokes. I, yeah. I get excitement just watching the Panthers. They when they celebrate a try, you know, the young blokes. They're all laughing and 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 the way they play. I must say, young young Crichton, he's uh, a player that's been playing. He's been playing fullback, and they're talking about doing like a bit of a Tommy Turbo with him, getting him more involved with the play yeah. for either this year or for next year. So he's a young player on the up. Um, yeah, look, I don't do- think he's been
0: as good as last year. Steve Crichton, he was um, sensational last year. He was a talk of the town. He's definitely—he's not playing badly, but he just hasn't hit the same heights as twenty twenty.
1: No, no, he hasn't. That's right. He's been moved around a bit too. I think centre wing, fullback, um, and he had a couple of injuries too there. So, but yeah, I agree. He hasn't been as dominant, but that normally happens with young blokes. Their first year they come in, they go well. Second year. People figure out how you're going to play. They they shut you down. So next year he'll find his feet. I'm certain. It's a strange one for Parramatta fans
0: because I hate losing. We we all hate losing, and and particularly against Penrith, who's you know our Western Sydney rivals, and especially forty to six, which is a record margin for a Parramatta Penrith game for the Panthers. So you know, on one hand, I hate seeing that, but I also know the reasons behind it. It's it's for the greater good. There was no point. In Brad Arthur's eyes, and I back him up, uh, playing his best players in a very physical game where we had really nothing to gain. I think we we're always going to finish fifth or sixth. Manly, we're odds on to beat the Cowboys and take fourth spot. So there's no point getting no. bashed up and going into the first week of the finals with a, with um, some wounded troops. So best to just focus on that game against Newcastle, which we've known has been coming for weeks. Have some fresh guys there. Give Gutho a break. He's yeah. looked tired. Uh, Nathan Brown ended the break, Dylan Brown, give them all a, a bit of a rest and then come out at Newcastle really hard. And I think you're going to see against the Knights uh, a stack of well, – there'll be new nine new faces coming in there with Regan Campbell-Gillard. So I think as much as it pains me to see the Eagles lose, especially yeah. after the, the great win over the Storm, I, I can see why he did it.
1: I can 100% agree with you again there, Adam, because at this time of year you've got to be strategic, you know, um, you want to go deep into the semis and sometimes you've just got to hold, you well, won't say hold back, finishing the bottom part of the draw is not a bad thing. They're going to play the Knights, as you said. They're going to beat the Knights. There's no doubt they're going to beat the Knights. They're going to, So they're going to go to the next round after that. So they're going to come to, to the second and third prelim finals this year. So, you know, it's all in front of Parramatta. They're rested. So I think it's a good thing. It's it's not a bad thing. I think they'll, um, they'll as I said, they'll have a much better squad now. Uh, with these yeah. younger blokes that have got so much yeah. experience.
0: And that was the other argument from Brad Arthur, was the fact that last year they had a stack of injuries and, and Michael Jennings' drug suspension in the semis and yes. he was calling on players who just hadn't had any any game time and it was just too much uh, for the I, Eagles.
1: Yeah, yeah, look, it does previous form is irrelevant now. All that matters is the next four weeks. So that's yep. the most important footy of the year. It doesn't matter about the last 25 weeks. There's only, you know, only eight teams left. So it's a new competition. So that's great for Parramatta.
0: Yeah, and I thought there was a couple of guys that stood up there. Hayes Parramatta the fullback, he looked pretty sharp. And Kai Rodwell, the big uh, interchange forward, he, he did himself uh, – Uh, No harm at all with his uh, selection prospects. He was quite strong too. Uh, Brisbane versus Newcastle. We just mentioned the Knights. I thought they were pretty horrific actually in this one. Um, They had Caelan Ponga and and Mitchell Pearce out there, but the Broncos were all over them. Anthony Milford, uh, his late season return to form continued. 35-22 for Brisbane. Uh, Coach Adam O'Brien took off Pearce and Ponga early in the second half. The damage was already done there. They were gone, uh, the Knights, and there was no point keeping those guys out there any longer. And uh, Brisbane, they finished the season strongly. I, I think that I find them a really entertaining side to watch. There's something in it for everyone. I, I liken it to when Michael Slater opened the batting for Australia. The, the bowlers always had a chance and there was always a chance of the four because that's the way he played. And I think when you watch Brisbane, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's always a, a really entertaining game. And they scored some great tries in this one. And uh, they were too hot for the Knights.
1: Yeah, they were. Milford was was at his best, you know. I think he's, he's obviously going elsewhere next year, and he played very well. He's played very well for the last couple of weeks, and so that's good to see. Uh, you know, the Broncos, as they always do, they always throw the ball around. And I, I was disappointed in the Knights. You know, the Knights have they've come in seventh in the competition, you know, and and on on 26 points. You know, they've only played uh, they've only played two top eight sides. In the season, you know, out of the whole draw, they played two top eight sides and they finished on 26 points. Titans have played five top eight sides and they've finished on 22. And Cronulla have played three top eight sides uh, for their 22 points. So they've had a great draw, Newcastle. They really have had a great draw. It's favoured them. And um, yeah. they're lucky to fall into seventh, but I don't think they'll go much further. Yeah, I think Starr- Brisbane
0: showed up their form. They'd won five in a row. Newcastle, but no one, even Newcastle fans, weren't convinced with their form, and I think Brisbane showed them up. and And the worry for them is David Klemmer. he was clutching at his ribs and had to come off in that game, so he could be in doubt for the clash with the Eels. Now Manly and the Cowboys, go ahead.
1: I was going to say what Newcastle need to do is they just whatever that style of footy they play. Get the ball to Cale and Ponga. That's all they've got to do. If they're going to win this game, it's got to be on the back of Ponga. So the whole game plan should be about him. A bit like Tommy Turbo.
0: Well, the whole game was about Tommy Turbo in Townsville. Wow. He just keeps going to another level. In this game, the Cowboys were a real chance a couple of times of pinching an upset and knocking Manley out of the top four. But every time they threatened, Tommy just said, give me the ball, and he just toyed with them. Like he has other teams this year, not the least My Eels. Just absolute freak of a player. And the, the one of the tries he scored, I, I counted ten players he pushed off in total to score the yeah. try.
1: Incredible. Un, 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 unbelievable. That, that's right, that try he beat. Yeah, well, you had ten players there, eight or nine, ten, it doesn't matter. He's when he puts his mind to it, um, with the modern game and the speed of the play of the ball, he's so big and strong. They, they can't, no, no one can control him. It's like I've never seen it from a from a player before, you know, let alone yeah you know, a fullback before. But he does it. He does it week after week after week. He doesn't have a bad week, and that's his biggest asset is his is he's so consistent with his performances. And what's he, His fifth, his fifth hat trick. I mean, he played runs over 250 meters. He hits the ball. He hit the ball up at the start of the game. Three tackles later, he'll do it again. I mean, I just full admiration for Tommy, uh, the way that he's in such great form. I hope it continues. With him playing like this, Manly are a real threat to win the competition um, without in the no chance. But they, look, they, they're they going to come in what what uh, fourth, as I said. Um, but they're a real threat to beat anyone, anyone with Tommy Turbo in their side.
0: He scored, Jimmy, 25 tries in 15 games. Uh, yes. That's in- remarkable. Including, but- including five hat-tricks. Yeah. You used to yes. marvel... At a player, if he scored a try game on average. If, if yeah. you could if you can do a season with 22 tries in 22 games, that was phenomenal. 25 yeah. in 15. It's 15. Yeah. like park down a park footy. It's just. He, yeah. He's
1: what? I think he's two tries behind leading try scorer in the competition. Well, Alex, Johnson, two,
0: Alex, Alex Johnson's Johnson, at 27, yeah. He,
1: he's at 27. So who's 27. Done, he's done a remarkable
0: job too. He's missed quite a bit of footy, Alex Johnson. He's done incredible as well on the end of that suspect yeah, line, but,
1: yeah. And just, also that some, some some points here. Tommy's been fantastic, but Garrick, what's Garrick got? Yeah. 304 points for the year. Yeah. That's just Ruben Garrick. And I think Canterbury had 302 points for the <laughs> year. <laughs> the whole Canterbury team up till today because they, they got 38 um, today. Yeah, up that's, to
0: today. they are so dangerous, Manly. They're so dangerous. Uh, you, you, there's some freakish players. Garrick, you mentioned that. That try he scored where he flew oh. through. He ran 40, 50 metres, flew in the air, caught the bomb on the fly and scored the try. And then you had the Jason Sub. I know he missed a bad tackle earlier in the game on the hammer, but his chase on Tuolungi to prevent the try was just was just yeah. brilliant. And they're such a ruthless team too, Jimmy. Uh, in the last second of the game, the ball was on their dead ball line. They could have just let it go dead, but Garrick picked it up and said, no, I'm I'm going to run this back what about- so we can do. And then he linked with Daly Evans. And then oh, Tommy what ended up getting
1: his hat trick. It was just that, what a finish! Oh, that that would that, I think that's the try of the year, Adam. That that would be the try of the year. They ran 110 yards, 110 meters for that try. He was a millimeters inside the yeah. dead ball line. Could have it, was dead. Just, it was it was it was absolutely wow! That's what football is all about. Manly playing exactly an, an exciting brand of footy um, from edge to edge, from Saab to Garrick. There's Tommy Turbo uh, in between DCE. He's playing well. You know they just got to get the ball to the edges, and Tommy will go up the middle and carve them up, and they can't hold him. So I mean, if I was was a manly fan, it's a very uh, it's going to be a a great final series if you're a manly fan.
0: Yeah, they don't worry about structure and getting to certain points on the field. They just play what's in front of them, and they have fun, and and they are a joy to watch. And I just hope Parameter don't bump into them anytime soon. Uh, Rabbitohs v Dragons, holy hell! How bad were the Dragons for seventy minutes? They were terrible. Souths Mm -hmm. with about nine players out. I I tipped the Dragons in this one. I thought they might want to end their losing streak going back to the barbecue, Paul Paul Vaughan's barbecue. They've been on the slide ever since and and they were horrific. They just had nothing. And then they finally sparked a life in the final 10 minutes and got it back to 2016. They had a chance actually to to maybe win the thing, but then Corey Norman in his last play for the Dragons dropped it cold with 10 seconds to go and the money's
1: with the winners. Yeah, they did. But I must say the key for South Sydney success, because they rested some number of players, was Benji. Benji yeah. came in. Benji ran the whole show, the whole shooting match, the kicking game, the pressure, the passing game. He was fantastic. You know, he's 36 years of age. What we wouldn't do for Benji to be playing at the Tigers, because he's got that man management. He kept the pressure on South and South's capitulated. And he was the, the – so what a, what a great reserve to have for the Bunnies, having yeah. Benji there. It, w- it was – it was twenty to nil. Then I think Benji went off with a, with an injured ankle, yep. and then uh, the Rabbiteyes got back in the game because Benji wasn't there. The Dragons got was, back, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, the Dragons, yeah, because Benji wasn't there. So um, that's the reason why they did get back in the game. Well, as I said, it's gone from bad to worse with Barbecue Gate. Um, uh, yeah, Corey Norman, uh, last chance of the game, his, his last game probably for the Dragons. It he's, is. He's yeah. out of contract now, and he's dropped the ball with five seconds less with a chance to win the game, and. He dropped the ball. So yep. that's it. That probably sums up his his whole season. Yeah, Blake Taff was really
0: good uh, for the bunnies at fullback. So you wonder if he's now got the number one jersey to take over from uh Littrell Mitchell.
1: Definitely, yeah, he played really well, the young fella, and what a very good goal kicker. What yeah. a very, very good. He'll fit straight in there to Reynolds for next year. And uh no, he had he had a terrific game, the young fella, and full of admiration for him. Credit Yeah, him. And
0: look, and, and look just finally on the Dragons. I guess they finished where we all thought they would. Uh, they gave their fans some hope with with a great start to the season under new coach Anthony Griffin. I still can't believe it's the same team that beat Parramatta at Bankwest Stadium when they, were, they had top eight written all over them that night uh, yeah. compared to the side we saw last night.
1: Gee whiz. Uh, they yeah. have fallen a long way. Yeah. I, I honestly thought before we started, I thought they were a top eight side. Yeah, I just thought that because he – and they started so well. The first yeah. – I think they won the first four out of five games. And we were saying how well they were playing because they played, played good structure and, you know, that's what uh, that's what he brings to, to the table is good structure. But um, they lost their way. Um, there's probably some internal problems there as well uh, with players there and the uh, barbecue Kate sort of topped it off and very disappointing for St George. Uh, yeah, because I, I thought they were going to be a top eight side.
0: Gold Coast and the Warriors. Now, Gold Coast had to win this, as we've mentioned, by more than 11 points to uh, seal their place in the finals. But to me, I agonised over this with the tips. I actually thought the New Zealand Warriors were a big chance in this one. They've got a good record against the Titans. But you could tell from the first set that the Titans were there to play. With the finals placed on the line, they really lifted. and I thought their energy was sensational, the best it's been for months, actually. And they gave their home fans a lot to cheer about. Jaden Campbell, wow! He he's just he's cut from the same cloth as his old man. He was so entertaining to watch uh, as a fullback, Jimmy. You must have uh, liked what you saw from him.
1: Yeah, what a superstar! What a superstar, young kid! I think we saw the birth of a young superstar today. He scored two tries. I think he's got five from five so far. What a what a play! He's like he's 18, 19 years of age, just a baby. He was fantastic, you know, for them today, and uh, he, he he scored two tries there and. uh he was electric. You know, he was he, when he starts to feel out. He's just a boy. When he fits out, he's going to be a real damaging runner. I thought uh, Fogarty played well. too so did Peachy. They also played well. Uh, and the big thing about the big thing about the Titans was they actually played for eighty minutes. Mm. Normally they sort of drift in and out of the game. They let teams back in, but today they had a real focus. I haven't seen them with sort of focus before. Yeah. They actually played, play played for eighty minutes. So that must be great for the coach to see that. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they're hitting their footy at the right end of the season.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I thought the same thing. I thought, wow, you see the way they play today. You think, gee, maybe they can give the Roosters a bit of a, a hurry up next week, whereas they, they haven't shown anything like that, uh, well, all season, basically. But to dispatch the Warriors 44-0, uh, fantastic effort. Biffo, too. Uh, the, Warriors, yeah. the Warriors were down three plays in the bin at one point, and Jared Wallace went off for the Gold Coast, and, and Kane Evans definitely unloaded a couple of punches in his direction, Matthew Lodge as well, and I loved the post-match interview with Jared Wallace who said, I don't think Matthew Lodge likes me, and to be honest, I'm not a fan of his either. <laughs> I thought that was entertaining. It was,
1: uh, it was great stuff. It was, good. it was good to see. It was it was 10 versus 12. That's what it was. It, it reminded me of a game back in the late 80s. We played South Sydney at Leichhardt Oval, and South had four blokes put in the sin bin, and we had two. So it was nine... For- <laughs> versus 11, nine versus 11. Um, it was just like a game of touch footy. Uh, for that, for that, those 10 minutes, Mario is one of the ones set off. I wasn't sent off. Um, no, of probably Bundy Davidson was set off there. Uh, yeah, so it reminded me of that game there where there was just no, that, I don't think they had actually markers, they just because they couldn't afford to have someone at market. <laughs> Did you <laughs> yeah. win? It was yeah we won the game yes we did win uh, the game yeah uh, yeah so um, it was a, we, we always beat south at Leichhardt that's Tucker he'll tell you that but it was a <laughs> it was it was really a, a great game go- and you saw the you saw you saw the um the boys step in and a bit of push and shove and it was some punches thrown you know yeah that's that's what will happen later in the season when there's when da- they get dominated that the Warriors got dominated by the Titans there's some old scores to be settled and Oh, it was good to see. Yeah, it's a tricky yeah, it one too, isn't fun. it, for the team that's going to play in the
0: finals because the other team, the Warriors, they can't make the finals. They think, oh, well, I might as well throw one. But the, yep. the, the Titans, in this case, had to be careful not to respond because they could be rubbed out of a, a finals match. So they had to really walk the tightrope in that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. They played smart. And that's the first time, all, I think the first time in two years, I've actually said that the Titans played smart. <laughs> I've yeah. never said that before, but they did. They played smart. Um, everyone played smart and they're, they're aware of the penalties if they did get uh, you know, cited or suspended, so that's good signs for the Titans. I think they're going to go, I think they're going to go really well next week, and um, they're going to come in at eighth, yep. and they're going to play you, you blokes, aren't they? That's why they're going to play the Eels next week. No, so, they're
0: no, going to play the Roosers. We've been over this. Come oh, the, on, do your research. <laughs> Code word time now. Code word time. What is it for ten 10% percent off 100%. your next order at George's Fine Meats, Cherrybrook? Best eating wagyu around. Great t-bones,
1: minced a lot. Well, I've 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 noticed on the weekend that there was a, a retirement and it was a, a referee who retired. Yeah, uh, Ch- Matt Matt chicken Yep, has retired. He, there was some tears there for his last game. He got the football, and his nickname was Chicken Legs chicken So the code word for this week is. Rupert, what are you doing? Is chicken legs chicken for ten percent off of George's? So chicken fine legs. League. We'll go with chicken legs. If you go after George, George's
0: fine okay. meats. Talk to Wayne and the boys. Chicken legs. Chicken 10% legs. Okay, yeah.
1: we'll call him chicken legs.
0: Yeah, okay. But he's
1: had a great career, and he's called today. They don't. They don't need him for the uh, for the semi final So he can put his whistle away forever. Old oh, oh, chicken legs. So congratulations on a on a great career. It's not easy being a referee, but congratulations. Yeah, yeah. well, I think uh, he was. Yeah. Yep, he, was, he was good.
0: I think um, it was great to see both play, uh, both teams, the Dragons and Rabideaus, uh form a guard of honour for, for Chicken Legs Chicken as he left the field. And as you say, there was a few tears there, and I, I thought it was a lovely moment. Did you ever form a guard of honour for a referee in your day?
1: No, never. <laughs> no, 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 that's a short answer. No, <laughs> never. No, Certainly not Bill Harrigan. No, certainly not uh, uh, Mike Stone. No, 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 definitely not. No. Next question.
0: You would have just been waiting for them outside the the, uh, referee's change rooms after a game, rather than a guard of honour. The the final start on Friday night: Storm versus Manly, Sunshine Coast Stadium. Only encounter this year. The Storm got up twenty-eight to eighteen, but really that game was in the balance for a long time. Manly could easily have won that one. Who wins this one, and why?
1: Look, obviously, look the Storm. Yeah, you'd be hard bet to back against the Storm. Probably there's only probably only two teams who can beat them, but the Panthers and Manly. Um, I'm going for Manly. I, I'm going for an upset. I, I think that Manly, on the back of their form over the last, well, yeah, ten weeks, I think they can cause a major upset. Um, the Storm are re- relentless. They're ruthless. They you know, they stick to their systems and, and they don't vary. Um, such a, a great side, but I think I think this Manly pack has developed players in the pack. Shuster, you know, uh, Okaluka, that those guys—they are just they really add something to their to their to their pack, and I think they can they can match it. They can match it, and I think Tommy will be the difference. DCE is very creative. Kieran foran's playing very well. I think they can maybe just sneak in. So I'm going for an upset.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm tipping the Seagulls in this one. I just think I take a lot of confidence out of that last game against Melbourne, uh, which they they could have won with a bit of luck. And I just think they're running right hot. And anyone with Tommy Travojevic, gee, it's hard to tip against him. <laughs> the vein of form he's mm. in is just. Uh, I haven't seen it since Jared Hain, 2009. That's how good he's going. Uh, Rooster's yeah, Gold Coast yeah. is the Saturday afternoon gainer. This is elimination, fifth versus eighth. Queensland Country Bank Stadium up there in Townsville. Their only encounter this year. Absolute crazy game, this one. I'd easily watch this one again. 35-34 to the Roosters. I think they led 30-0 at one point before the Gold Coast. Just got an incredible roll. Uh, who wins this
1: one and why, Jimmy? Um, I think the Titans can – I think they can do it again. Yeah. I don't really think, after what I saw today, I think they can They can do it back-to-back. Yeah, I really do. I think they can uh, – the Roosters are a, are a dour side. You know, uh, Wirra Hargos will be back in the side. But I, I think the Titans – up there, obviously, that's a, that's an advantage for them. I think they can cause another upset over the Roosters, who have been very courageous. But I just think, uh, yeah, with with their smart halves combination of uh, yeah, a Fogarty and, and they go well there. Um, so I think that's where they'll have an advantage around the halves.
0: Yeah, I'll stick with the Roosters in this one. As you mentioned, Gold Coast have not had consistency all season. I don't see them doing it two weeks in a row. And I think the Roosters were really good against the Raiders in a game that uh, the Raiders are up for, and they just blew them away. Drew Hutchison at 5'8", a bit of a journeyman. His form is really, really picking up, and he, he's suddenly mm-hmm. become a, a, quite a good 5'8", and I think um, I think they'll have too much firepower for the Gold Coast. I'm, I'm tipping the Roosters to go through to Week 2 and the Gold Coast to depart. Uh, Penrith versus South is the um, the major qualifying final on the Saturday night, also in Townsville. Both encounters this year going to the Panthers, 56-12 and then 25-12 recently. Rabbitohs led that one 12-0 before being overrun in the second half by the Penny Panthers. Who's your tip in this one?
1: Oh, I think the Panthers will win this one. There's no doubt South's uh, very thinning with the ball, um, but I think the Panthers have just got too much experience there. They have been they were there last year. They've beaten them twice so far this year, so they know they've I know, you know, they, they blew them off the park. They gave them a 12 and to start and come back and won it, you know, 25-12. So I think the Panthers will be, uh, they'll be just positioning themselves for uh, for a couple of weeks down the track when, when it counts. Obviously, it counts this week, but I think they will. They'll just be, be too strong for the Rabbits.
0: Yeah, I think if Souths can't beat Penrith with Latrell Mitchell, I don't see them beating them without Latrell Mitchell. I just think I just think Penrith, I'm not even giving this one too much thought. I just think uh, the Panthers are, are, are coming up to their peak again after a bit of a mid-season lull, and I just think they'll be far too strong for Souths this, in this game. Uh, Parramatta-Newcastle is on the, the Sunday. in Rockhampton, all these regional centres in Queensland getting a taste of finals footy. They'll be loving it, and this is sudden death, uh, sixth versus seventh. They're only encountered this year. The Eagles got up 40 points to four in Newcastle. Uh, but that was when the Knights were missing Ponga and Pierce. They will be playing this week. It's the first finals game between these two teams since the game we don't talk about, Jimmy.
1: Why is that? Which game because, is that, mate?
0: I can't remember. What are we it, talking about, but, about uh, now? Let's talk about it now. You, you think I should cleanse myself of You need to. You need to get off your chest, mate. You well, know, it's since 2001, the grand final. What? 2001? Uh, you're still carrying the... Well, what I will say about this game, and every time you hear about 2001, everyone says, ah, Parramatta, they were red-hot favourites. They choked. They blew it. And, yes, Parramatta probably did choke. But let's not discredit the Newcastle side that ran out that night. They were an incredible team. Andrew Johns at halfback. Yeah, guys like Ben Kennedy, Robbie O'Davis, Gidley, Badiris. I mean, to think that anyone could be favourites over that team, you can't comprehend it. So, uh, yeah, let
1: it let it go, mate. Do you think I harbour a grudge? 24 nil half time, a grudge get, you think yeah. I harbour a grudge against Canberra for eighty nine? No, not in the chance. Just let it go, mate. Well, you're still
0: So What are you talking
1: about? No, I'm not. I don't care about Canberra. Fair enough. Good luck to him. How, How often do you speak to Lazo
0: How often do you speak to Lazar and and Laws and those guys?
1: Laws. Yeah. No, I spoke to Laws once. He said he <laughs> said he felt sorry for us when we were on the ground crying. I said thanks, oh, Loz. He just won the premiership. As he, as All the 19 years of age, he just won the comp. Yeah. As he, he scaled a be- he scaled beer,
0: he felt sorry for
1: it. Yeah. He felt sorry for me, yeah. Yeah. So oh, thanks, Loz. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well,
0: mate, where were we? Uh Parapet at Newcastle. It's, who's it's, gonna win?
1: A bit of therapy. You need to get over it. Yeah, That's what it was. A bit of therapy for you. I am here for you, mate. If you need not me, until we went here comp. for you.
0: Will you just give us your tip?
1: Uh oh. Uh, the Eels. No no question. The eels, eels will hammer them. They will hammer them. By, oh, the like, Eels by 24 plus. I like the sound of that. Yeah, so Paramount will welcome back Gutherson,
0: uh, Moses, Dylan Brown, Nathan Brown, Nick Corey, Papalihi, Junior Paulo, Regan Campbell-Gillard, yep. Ryan Madison from suspension. So they're oh. just... A completely new look team to what trotted out against the Panthers and they'll be fresh and raring to go. This is what this was Brad Arthur's plan, to be fresh, to have um, no injuries and players in form and he certainly got that because their last performance, those guys, the bulk of them, was against Melbourne, 22 points to 10. So they'll come into this game. If they can't win this one against Newcastle, who just got uh, shoved aside by Brisbane, um, then yeah. there's going to be serious questions asked.
1: Yeah, there's no excuses for Brad Arthur. He's rested players. They've got to perform. They've got to win. They've got to win this weekend. They've got to win well to get confidence for the week after. Um, so you know, this is what it's all about. This is, as I said, this is the sharp end of the of the season, the pointy end of the stick. So um, he's, he's done well, and and they're playing you know a side that which they should they should beat quite easily. But it should give them all confidence for the week after. These guys can rake up some points get their defence in order, be a good drill, um, and and I think it, it, this could probably set the set the Eels up for a really good run into the semis.
0: Yeah, well, they'll pick up the loser, well, provided they win, they'll pick up the loser of Penrith versus South, and that didn't work out too well for Parra last year when they played South's week two, but as I mentioned, they had a stack of injuries and suspensions that day, and South's... We're pretty hot, um, so they might re- reverse uh, the, uh, the score line there. But first, first things first, they've got to get past Newcastle, it? and uh, the Knights, they will be up for that one. No doubt about it. Uh, Fend at the end time, Jimmy, one thing one thing that bugs me, and you know, we're, we're talking about Gold Coast and good on them and great win today, but they go into the finals with a 10-14 record. 10 wins, 14 losses, 42% success rate. It's the lowest mm-hmm. ever. For a finals team, if you started the season say, "Hey guys, let's win ten of our twenty four games," you would think, "Well, that's mediocre. That's that's a that's a poor season." But they're going to be playing finals. They're going to be playing finals footy. It's incredible. Um, so, I guess my gripe is, come on, teams at the bottom end, the, the lower end of the table, lift your game. We need we need better teams. Look, I am not saying ditch the top eight, but I just hope I just hope the teams outside of your Melbournes and your Roosters and your Manly's. Can can somehow lift in twenty twenty two and and give us back um more competitive games because there's been far too many blowouts this year.
1: Yeah, look, I, I'm a little bit different. I think you know there's sixteen teams. I think there should be a top five. You know, I think top eight's too much. The, they went from what sixteen to eighteen to twenty teams, and then yeah, they but came Jimmy, back. yeah, I
0: know, you, I know you've said this before, but if you do, if you take it back to the top five or top six, you, you lose the chance of that fairy tale run. We, we wouldn't have seen Parramatta two thousand and nine, uh, the, the Sydney Bulldogs two thousand, uh, sorry nineteen ninety five. Their runs that people still talk about now.
1: Yeah, but those runs can still happen from teams that they, from from fifth or, or or you know, those things can still happen. But like, it waters down the competition um, and you know you're just saying there that you weren't happy with these these sides that that really you know only ten's not good enough they shouldn't be there well yeah they they shouldn't be there because you know they haven't played well enough
0: yet yeah, they yeah, but play- it doesn't happen it doesn't happen every year though it's not I don't think it's enough to throw out the system I'm just appealing for the stragglers to lift their game that's that's what I'm saying
1: yeah yeah i I hear look it, it's, I don't know it's it's not gonna work <laughs> It's not. It's not. You, you would get argue with it in a phone box. You seriously?
0: Okay. Um, listen, well, when when are your tigers getting back in finals for you? When do you see it happening? It's been um, ten nah. years.
1: It's seriously, been, I'd say probably another ten. Be another ten? No, nah, seriously, I think be another ten. Well, it won't be, won't be. next year. Maybe if they have a top 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 twelve, maybe they could bring in a top twelve. Uh, There's talk about a wild card. Maybe a wild card could happen. Uh, um And, yeah, probably 10-11 to 10-11-9, they, they could all make the eight. So that's a possibility yes. with, with an extra team, 17 yeah. teams in the
0: competition. We don't mean to be making fun of it because I know a lot of Tigers fans will be doing it pretty tough, uh, especially off the back of that 38-0 loss to uh, the Battling Bulldogs. But that is full-time, Jimmy. Um, yeah, great job again. Great. Some great hit-ups yeah, there.
1: Thank you. Yeah, very good. No, it's good. Very good.
0: I wasn't sure if you're gonna answer the phone after that game today against the Bulldog.
1: Yeah, no, no. I was I, I was having dinner, so I only saw the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw it I saw it at the half time. I said I can't watch it after half time. Did you, 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 you didn't bring up your dinner, did you? No, no. I, I had prawns for dinner. How good was that? Yeah. Father's Day, so my wife, lovely wife, sported me with some prawns. Oh, so. Aren't they expensive, eh? Gee, whiz expensive yeah. for prawns these days. Yeah.
0: Yep, stick, well, to Ge- st- stick to George's fine meats, mate. That's the way to go. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to uh episode 27 of series two of the fan. Tell your friends. And um most of all, enjoy your week and enjoy the footy. Finals footy is here. How good?
1: How good's that? Yeah, it's gonna be a great footy, mate. Spring is here, so I'm looking forward to the uh, to the finals this week. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great round of footy. Okay. Until next time. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, buddy.